0: FYI, this podcast contains spoilers.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 192 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. We're your host, Jason and Denise Venable, and I apologize for the last episode if you You may not, but um, I forgot to do the uh, uh, theme song.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was actually quite funny. We were sitting in bed, he got done, was all ready to upload it. No,
1: I had already uploaded it. Oh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) he was listening to it and he was like,
1: I always, so I always up, here's a little behind the scenes for you. I always, I mean, after I edit and mix and, and fix everything up and make it as pretty as I can, then I always upload the episode, at which point it's already being sent to iTunes because of the the hosting. And then, just to make sure, like, I go to the webpage, and I just listen to it, and just to make sure, like, it's the right file, or, you know, nothing's ever been wrong, I'm just OCD, and I always check.
0: Right. Except, he's listening to it.
1: And just starts talking.
0: (laughs) And he starts talking, and I hear him, was I working out, or just laying
1: out? No, you were working on freelance.
0: Oh, okay. So, I'm sitting in bed working on freelance, and I hear did I? Crap. <laughs> and then I go, what's up, babe? And I just hear, crap, crap, crap. <laughs> what's up, babe? Crap. Okay. <laughs> and then he goes, I forgot it. And I went, what? And he goes, the intro. And he replayed it. And I go, yep. Yes, you did. <laughs>
1: so anyway. No one may have noticed, but if you did, then, you know, it'll be here for the rest of the rest of history.
0: (laughs) Somebody's going,
1: (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) where's the music? (laughs) Right.
0: It's like when you watch, uh, oh, what is it? CSI Miami and that guy always makes like the snarky, bad one-liner jokes. I'm always waiting for it. Like, here it comes. Here it comes. And every once in a while, he doesn't do it. And I'm like, uh, uh uh-huh. Sure. You'll just edit that out.
1: No, it's fine. I'm sure some of our listeners watch that show.
0: (laughs) I'm sure none of them do.
1: (laughs) I know that it's been on in the background before. I've never paid attention to it.
0: I just like to watch the intro for the tacky one-liners, and then I'm over it, and then I'm done.
1: (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Is that the one with uh, Caruso?
0: Yeah, the redheaded.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When he always does the sunglasses. Yes. Puts him on, acts real cool. Yep. Because he's in Miami. Yep. Well, anyway, that has nothing to do with Wolverine, but we do have some comics.
0: Hey, I'm sure there's some Wolverine CSIs floating around in this comic book.
1: (laughs) 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 CSI (laughs) X-Men. New pitch.
0: CSX.
1: CSX. (laughs) Criminal. What does CSI stand for? Crime Uh, Scene Investigation. Crime Scene Investigation. Crime Scene X-Men. There you go. Uh Uh-huh. It's all just Jean Grey uh, reading things telepathically and going, all right, I know who did it. (laughs) Gross. End of episode.
0: (laughs) Gross. I won't be reading that comic book.
1: No, it's a TV show. I won't be watching that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, um, anyway, we do have some comics to talk about to wrap up the month of August. Because guess what, folks? It's almost September. (gasps) Yeah.
0: Uh, And you know what? September always flies, and then comes October, and then we have a big Halloween party, and then it's over, and then we move into November where there's Thanksgiving holiday
1: season. Yeah, (laughs) yep.
0: And then all of a sudden, boom! You guys ready for New Year's?
1: (laughs) Is knocking on the door.
0: (laughs) It's right around the corner.
1: Anyway, we have an issue of all new Wolverine. I have a Civil War two update to bring you. I'm going to bitch about Extraordinary X Men. And then uh, there's a flashback appearance in another book that I'll talk about. Yeah, so all that coming up right now. Here we go. Here we go. You gotta give it, gotta, you know, really deliver it.
0: Here we go.
1: Hey, much better. Thank you. You're getting the hang of it. I'm trying. Anyway, um, here we go. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> All right, first up is all new Wolverine number eleven, which is a Civil War II tie-in. This is Destiny Part Two. Written by Tom Taylor, penciled by Iguara, inks by Walden Wong, colors by Michael Garland, letters by VC's Corey Pettit, cover Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. cover by Bingle or Bingal. I don't know. I like Um, Bingle. I do. like him a lot, too, so I feel bad not really knowing how to say his name, whether he's a tiger or not. Um, (laughs) That's what tigers sound like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Anyway, the cover by Bingle is, I think it's pretty great. It's uh, mostly white, a little yellowish background. We have a horizon line, and we have Captain America on the ground with a foot on his heel, or a foot on his neck, and a little toe claw coming out, a little foot claw. And now we have what might be blood kind of splattered around. It makes like this weird semicircle. Who did the cover? Bingle.
0: Mm. Do we think that splatter is a semicircle or a bee, a hidden bee? I,
1: I, I thought the same thing. I mean, he has a signature over here by the in the bottom right. Yeah. But I think the splatter also is, is somewhat of a... um. Allusion to his name.
0: Well, and it, the, see how his signature is a bee with a period? hmm So the blood splatter has this one very distinct, thick droplet that reminds me of a period.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Either way, what do you think of the cover? I like it quite a bit.
0: I like it a lot, too. I, um, I think the claw coming out of the foot, just the way it comes out, I wish it kind of faded from yellow to the claw instead of there being, like, a distinct stop in the claw. But otherwise, I think... I I love it. Huh? What do you mean? Okay, so you see the claw, and if you shoot up, see how it...
1: Oh, you see where she's out of the boot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just... But it's in line with the stripe on her boot. Right. I think it would have been more impactful had the yellow stripe faded to white, and then it became the claw. It's just an artistic taste. I can see that. But I do like um the power and the strength behind the one leg.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just Laura's foot stomping out some Captain America. Yep. The weird thing about about what's going on in Marvel right now is I never know in these guest appearances whether we have Cap Hydra Cap or like post Hydra Cap. So, I don't know. We all know that story's not going to last. but um I hope not.
0: <laughs> I don't even like it in the way when you informed me of it, right, I was right. like, "Oh, bad idea."
1: I mean, it's, this hasn't been a bad story, but it, 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 there's no illusion that anyone believes it's going to be permanent. So no. Why is my X twenty Why is my Wolverine comic like short thrifted here? What is it? There's the Civil War one long. No, like it's cut short.
0: Let me see.
1: That's weird. I just noticed when I stacked all my comics up.
0: Oh, it's well. Really bad.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's,
0: Somebody did not Someone
1: up. needs to get kicked out of the union. That's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'm just no, it's, it's
1: every issue. It's the only one like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just
1: like uh, not even a easily, centimeter. Like Well,
0: but it's not even And it's not straight across. It's not straight. That side's higher than that side. <sighs> And
1: thanks, if, Marvel. If you look at That's this right. one, Hashtag thanks, Marvel.
0: Wait, if you look at this one, we don't look at
1: that one. That's, that one.
0: <laughs> no, look. <laughs> so the end of the comic book is even, but then it goes. Yeah. It's like like the, the Wolverine is a
1: billion dollar Marvel company. Picture cutting presses crying out loud.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to come to their defense. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. All right, we're going to
1: have the podcast Civil War then.
0: <laughs> have you ever walked through a printing press? No. Okay. Hey,
1: Marvel, invite me to your printing press.
0: All right. But if you ever walked through a printing press and you saw how these things are printed and how they're on sheets and they go through, you know, all these phases of cutting and stapling and whatever, the fact that they can keep this thing together. In page order?
1: Oh, are we gonna marvel at the miracle of comic making? That's fine. I can get behind that. Why? I, I would um argue those? How many comics I got
0: on your in this stack right here? No, no. Oh, and what you brought home?
1: No, no. Oh, like, like total? total?
0: <laughs> I think my last calculation was in the um five thousand range. I don't know
1: if it's that high, but it's in the thousands, right? Yes. Of, of comics that I no, have. No,
0: I'm pretty sure you're in the five thousand right.
1: range. I'm pretty sure. If I take this issue and compare it to all five thousand, there might be three or four that are not uniform with their time period. Now, some, some, there's gonna be some shift, like from decade to decade, right? But I bet this is a, is a sore thumb.
0: How do you know the little press guy who was in charge of the trimming machine? You know, recently had a newborn, didn't get a whole lot of sleep, and he just he effed up and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> but but you know what's funny though? Maybe he didn't F up. Because there's no the word uh, there's no words that are cut off and none of the ads have type that are cut off. You
1: no, know, I'm trying to think though, because all right, so I would said there could be a little more panel there, maybe.
0: Where's the iPad? This is on the iPad, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, still charging wherever wherever you have it charged. See, in this one there's a panel at the top. And the panel goes away. So it looks like it was cut a little short. But anyway, and this really is inconsequential because it's a pretty big story we got here.
0: Yeah, but we're talking like almost a quarter of an inch. I is don't cut
1: know. Off. It is that much.
0: Mm, it's more than an eighth.
1: Anyway, I'd be curious for if any of my listeners still buy floppies and you're not all digital. If you experience this, like it was just... This issue now, or just this whole run of issues?
0: Yeah, because, okay, so if you have a floppy and you turn to what's probably the first ad in the book? No, it's not. Second, second ad in the book. So it's a Marvel credit card ad. Marvel MasterCard, yeah. Yeah. So if you look, okay, a lot of ads have what they call a safety zone. It's usually a quarter of an inch from the inside, And what a safety zone is, no type can go outside of that line in case...
1: You can zone if you want to. Yeah. You can leave your ads behind.
0: In case... (laughs) Don't... (laughs)
1: Because your ads don't zone, and if they don't zone, there ain't no ads of mine.
0: (laughs) Anyway, the safety zone... (laughs)
1: s s s, s a, a a a f f f f e e e, e t t d t, 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 y, y y y y safe safe safety safe, and 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 all right
0: this safety i grew up in the 80s <laughs> the safety area is no type
1: <laughs> do we have a safe word
0: <laughs> so no type goes beyond it in case there is a mishap in the cutting and if you'll notice where it says visit marvelmastercard.com backslash comic for more info.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Info is really close to the edge of the page, whereas visit is not so close. Right. So they, this is probably the safety zone.
1: By the way, this whole conversation <laughs> was just a gimmick for us to say, hey, welcome our new sponsor. <laughs> Marvel, what was it? Marvel.com slash credit. I don't Uh, don't remember. Kiss my
0: butt. (laughs) (laughs) Marvelmastercard.com backslash comic.
1: Yes. Thank you for not sponsoring the episode.
0: Why does marvelmastercard.com backslash credit?
1: Backslash comic.
0: Oh, comic. Okay. Wouldn't marvelmastercard.com take you to where you need to go? Why does it have to be backslash comic?
1: I'm wondering if that's for this promotion. Like the website's always there, but this is a specific promotion.
0: Mm, but but uh, okay. I don't know. I just think it's weird because if I just went to marvelmastercard.com dot com, where would it take me?
1: To the credit card site, but you might not get the special discount cubed on Marvel Unlimited. I don't. I don't know, babe.
0: What's cubed? I
1: don't know. There's a three. I think it's really a footnote, but.
0: Oh. Uh. Oh, it's a digital comic subscription. Oh, yeah, that's what Marvel service. and
1: Unlimited is. Yeah. And so you get a discount on it. Well, I really. Uh, they're not really sponsoring this episode, so let's quit giving oh, them free I'm press. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I can't help it. I see ads con- and I see We start will continue to applause. talk about
1: your product if you want to either give it to me for free or, <laughs> or uh, you know, help pay for my domain. <laughs> Anyway, what happens in this comic? <laughs> Remember last time that um, Old Man Logan woke up? He was a grumpy old man like he tends to be. But he eventually kind of was starting to get along with Gabby and was good to see Laura. But then well, wait, let's Shield, back up. S.H.I.E.L.D. had a vision that he was going to kill Gabby so they sent Captain America and S.H.I.E.L.D. agents to rein the old man in.
0: So Cap is like, hey, let's talk. And of course Laura's on the phone with Director Hill and she's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, I'm not stupid. I can smell the guys out my front door. I can smell the guys on the roof.
1: I can hear them." yeah.
0: Right. So why do we need all these people to talk? And so Hill's trying to say, "Listen to me, Laura. Wolverine, we we know this guy and he had a vision and Wolverine's going to kill Gabby. So, just let us do what we need to do."
1: Well, I think the thing is even more than that because she's going to kill Gabby or not she He's going to kill Gabby and then many others. Oh,
0: but see, the many other part, we weren't alluded to. This is the first time we're hearing many others. Right. So Cap comes in, and of course, Gabby and Jonathan come running out of Gabby's room, and she sees Captain America, (laughs) and she says, Oh my gosh, it's freaking Captain America, and she salutes him.
1: Right, and continues to do this. And continues to do
0: this, (laughs) to the point where she finally goes, how long am I supposed to do this? <laughs> and he's like, Eddie's little soldier.
1: I know that was funny.
0: Yeah. Now what I do think is funny is Captain America says hi to Jonathan the Wolverine. He calls him, what does he call him?
1: Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Golo, Golo, maybe. Yeah.
0: And Gabby's like, what's that? And he's like, it's Latin for, and then Laura and old man Logan go Wolverine.
1: In unison. Yeah. In stereo.
0: Yep. So, basically, Cap says, hey, we're going to take you down because somebody saw a vision of you killing some people, so we're just going to... even
1: someone close to you. Yeah. And he looks down at Gabby, He's busy petting Jonathan. Yeah. So, we're guessing she's per- oblivious to it, I guess. But right.
0: And old man Logan's kind of like, uh, what do you think I would do?
1: Well, he he kind of makes it personal. He's yeah. like okay so you've seen this vision um, but we're old friends or at least versions of us are old friends Right. so you going to trust the vision or you going to trust me is basically what he's saying
0: well and it, it's interesting because they get into an argument where he's like you know they basically said or I'm sorry uh, Captain America says I don't completely agree with all this but I'd like you to come quietly so even Cap is like "Eh."
1: right but you know he's got orders he's got a mission whatever right well, well I pre- laura is kind of does exactly what we predicted that she's just not on board with the whole situation well um,
0: and we were questioning whether steve was on board right and he's obviously not on board but he's doing not 100 yeah yeah and so wolverine says uh I'm going to go get, you know, don't worry about this. I'm going to go get my stuff.
1: Old Man Logan. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Old Man Logan. Yeah.
1: He's, he's, he agrees he's going to go. But then Cap's earpiece, uh, Maria says that they have shooters in position. And the Wolverines are both like, you know we can hear that, right? But he goes and get his stuff. And, they...
0: and then Captain America gets a thing on the earpiece that says, um, he just got pulled out of Fing Fang Foom's stomach the other day. He doesn't have stuff.
1: So but then, him and Gabby have already left the room. Well, I like how he's got like an old white rag in his back pocket, like an oil rag or something. Is it a hat? I don't know, maybe. Uh,
0: but basically, Wolverine says, you're not getting by. Right. Because Steve is like, all right, I'm going to go take him out. Right. And he
1: tells Wolverine to stand aside. And yeah. she's like, no.
0: So he slams her up against the wall, which yeah. is really violent for a guy. I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, I guess he knows her power set.
0: Yeah, so the guys come charging or maybe he's in because he's Hydra. Ooh, the guys come, the soldiers outside come charging in the room, and Steve says, "Hey, we've got basically innocence. Yeah, so and, and tranquilize an only." Right. And Laura does some pretty kick-ass uh, fighting. She cuts off uh, or she cuts the belt the straps to Captain America's shield and then she slams it down on the ground and she uses it as stepping stone to step and get her hands on Steve's shoulders and flips over him and then pushes off his back to push him into the wall right it's kind of spectacular
1: yeah it's a great little sequence and of course the agents are shooting Tranquilizer darts at her. Old man Logan's trying to comfort Gabby that that Wolverine will be fine. And they decide to skedaddle. Uh Gabby says, Well, I got these back uh, jetpacks under my bed, but there's no window in this room.
0: And Logan says, I got this.
1: Yeah, we get a nice snick as he pops his claws.
0: I will say there's something I don't like about this panel, but I want you to edit this out.
1: Mm. What?
0: Uh, They didn't need
1: that line. Oh, I don't think that's supposed to be anything, but
0: Uh...
1: (laughs) there might (laughs) might be a scene where Laura might have a small bit of camel toe, but I think it's just a straight line to make.
0: I don't think it is. It's curved.
1: Yeah. But also, uh, Steve might be getting off on pushing (laughs) Laura around. (laughs) You might have a little semi there in that panel as well. So maybe this Iguara guy just wants to add a little, you know. Uh,
0: something extra. And we'll,
1: we'll make it a little steamier than necessary. I don't, I,
0: know. I, I don't know how you feel about this panel with the snake, but I think maybe it should be nominated. The reason being is I love Wolverine's face.
1: Old Man Logan's I'm face. I'm sorry. Yeah. Old
0: Man Logan. You know how hard this it's is It's been hard be? for me too. Yeah. I'm sorry. Old Man Logan's face.
1: Uh, we can if you want. I like the line where it says, read that to me. Not crazy about the panel, but that's okay. I can defer. Uh, best Nicked.
0: I'm not saying it's gonna win. I just think maybe we should nominate it.
1: Okay. Well, it is issue eleven? Leave that to me. All right. Noted. Send the notes. All right. So he says, "Leave that to me." We go back outside to the main room. Where Laura and Cap are throwing down, uh, Jonathan the Wolverine is biting Shield agents on the leg.
0: How I just love that! I love it. He's like,
1: and Shield reports to Steve Rogers that um, old man and the girl are on the move, and he's like, how? (laughs) And the floor plan shows no exit.
0: They made one.
1: Yeah, and we get a comical page. Yeah. (laughs) Of. Old Man Logan and Gabby with their jetpacks running through rooms and then Cap following them. They run through a family dinner. They run through a sexy time page. And <laughs> I like <laughs> my favorite part about it. So Old Man Logan's in front anyway because he's using his claws to somehow cut giant holes in the wall. Um, right. I guess he's using the claws to start a hole in the drywall and then push through Right. It's probably the logistics but you know they run through the either dinner either that or it's really cheap drywall yeah, yeah. well I mean you know New York apartments right Right. Um, <laughs> so they run through the dinner no big deal but they run through the 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 room of the couple nude in bed with their little blanket covering up their privates <laughs> and Gabby like gives a double take and like hey <laughs> and old man Logan's like and Gabby's like this big grin on his face but he's like pulling her along like hey let's get out of here and then Cap's like excuse me <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is very captain america yeah it
1: is yeah the only thing if he wore captain america he was like make sure you use a condom <laughs> um and then uh they ignite their jetpacks and fly out of the building cap tries to follow but right before he throws his shield what happens
0: he gets hit with tranquilizers yeah
1: with a foot And his arm, I love how his arm goes down and he drops his shield. It's its a great panel.
0: Yeah. I also love the panel of Wolverine with the crosshairs. Yeah. So in her eye, it looks red.
1: Yeah, pretty great. So she shoots Steve full of darts, then jumps across the building.
0: And he says, hey, in the vision, Wolf, or old man Logan and Gabby were wearing jetpacks. And guess what they're doing right now? Yeah,
1: wearing jetpacks. So old Ulysses has uh, predicted it again.
0: And Laura actually kind of looks like she she has an oh-poop moment.
1: Right. And Steve kind of says, I understand why you're fighting for him, but he's not your Logan. There's a lot we don't know about. He killed all his X-Men in his future past. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen if we don't stop him. So it turns out they're able to, that S.H.I.E.L.D. is able to track the jetpacks. Because remember, Gabby got jet the jetpacks packs from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And they were fighting Fing Fang Foom. And uh, they decided to take him down. So S.H.I.E.L.D. has this nice little thing on the helicarrier. And he goes... And it shoots Logan's, or Old Man Logan's jetpack, blows it up. He falls out of the sky into a water fountain. Um, a shield truck arrives on the scene. Old man Logan jumps up, all burnt. We get a double snick and a growl. Uh, the shield agents poop their pants <laughs> and shoot him full of tranquilizers. He continues to cut shield agents down. Gabby tries to intervene. Um, kind of, she kind of turns his conversation back on him. He's like, "Hey, we don't have to be what they expect us to be." He's kind. Of, it kind of sinks in a little bit He's like we don't we don't have to. He's trying to gather himself, but he starts to cry. And how do, where do we end?
0: Wolverine stabs Gabby and yells, you took her from me. Yeah. Uh Oh,
1: pretty nuts. Next issue, Gabby R.I.P. And I got to say, we'll talk about it when we get there next time. But the cover to number 12 is pretty spectacular. It's very ominous. S-
0: yeah, but yeah. also somber.
1: Yeah. So, I don't really think for a second that Gabby is dead, dead.
0: Well, does Gabby have a healing factor?
1: We don't know, do we? What all. No. They said not really, but then we saw some things that maybe they got more than they originally Absolutely. said. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think of the art?
0: Loved it.
1: Really? I thought it was okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you pregnant?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: No, there were parts that I thought were a little hokey, but like the people having sex and them running through the the room. But I think for the most part, um, I, there are certain panels I don't like Laura's face.
1: I have trouble with a lot of the faces in this issue.
0: But. I think overall I liked
1: and I still say his old man Logan looks a lot like Ebenezer Scrooge.
0: I much prefer that old man Logan than the old man Logan and old man Logan
1: hmm, fair wow. enough. <laughs> I will say Did I you prefer follow that one? <laughs> I prefer both of them to the old man Logan and extraordinary suckman <laughs> or a k a that well I'll save that we are gonna talk about it this year that later, so I'll save it. no, I mean it wasn't bad, the colors. I'm not super familiar with this Michael Garland guy, and I, I can't even remember if he did the previous issue of this or not.
0: There's nothing spectacular about the colors. They're all muted and muddy.
1: Well, and I'm trying to decide, like, is this because reading a lot of comics and not really knowing the name, maybe he's kind of new. Maybe, maybe I just haven't read the books he's done. But, you know, let, let's pretend he's kind of new. So then he's at least new to us, right? The old NBC, if you haven't seen right. it, it's new, new, new to you. So I don't know if this is what he brings to the table, like just in general, or was this kind of an editorial, like, hey, you know, because the, co- the colors in this book have matched the story. They've been right. very bright, very vibrant. And the story's more serious. Right. Um, more somber, obviously it ends on a very dark note. So maybe they requested, like, hey, on the colors for this book or this story, we want it to be, like, muted or whatever. And so he may even ask, so that's, that's kind of hard to know since I haven't seen much of his work, whether this is indicative of the kind of colors he always does or whether it was requested that he, like, you know, have it toned down. Right. So, I don't know. I just I wasn't crazy about the visual look of the book. It wasn't bad. Right. I just, I don't think I liked it as much as you.
0: I like the art. I, I do say the colors have something lacking in them. They're very dull, muted, um, muddied. Uh, right. So, even in the very kind of action scenes, I think they're hindered because the colors are so muted.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Now, what did you think of the storyline? Um,
1: well, let's see what Dan had to say.
0: Okay, what is Dan?
1: So tune Dan, tune in to Dan. Dan Cole, remember and his Twitter is at gizmo fifteen eleven eighty three. Is going to provide us some more thoughts on all new Wolverine number eleven. Of course, remember that Dan is on the Intracomics podcast, which um, has been especially good lately. So if you haven't been listening to it, give it a give it a go. If you listen to this show, you've heard it mentioned several times. So really, if you haven't listened to it, You're what's, out. what's the hold up? Yeah. But anyway, here's his thoughts. All new Wolverine number 11. So it was action packed and Laura versus Cap was fun. I agree.
0: Uh, I second.
1: Cap seems out of character. Mm. Kind of. But again, I don't know whether it's Hydra Cap or not Hydra Cap. <laughs> That the, the timeline, the chronology of, like, when does he...
0: Turn to cap?
1: Well, no, he would have already turned, but has he turned back yet? Like, he hasn't in his comic, but has are the events of his comic side by side with this? Are they before this? Like, I don't know. And so, it's always kind of a question in the back of my mind.
0: Is, has his uniform changed? Can we base...
1: No, no his yeah. uniform has changed since um, uh, Pleasant Hill.
0: Okay, so no. we can't use that as a guide? No. Okay.
1: Um, it says the whole Civil War future visions thing is forced. Um, Maybe. I, w- I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think that's true of all of Civil War II. Like, you either buy that part of the story or you don't. Um, because they pretty much all the tie-ins. are like, we had a vision. Let's go do something about it. Uh, someone disagrees with the concept of Minority reporting the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so there we go. And here's a question he had: it says, also, ain't the X characters used to precogs? Which, yes, they are. But Dan, I need a follow-up from you. Because here's the way I kind of read the story, and maybe we read it differently, in which case I'd like to hear kind of your spin on it. Because to me, there's nothing the the X characters do, which would be our, our two Wolverines and I guess Gabby de facto. Right. And maybe even the actual real Wolverine. Um, <laughs> There's nothing that they do really in reaction to the precog itself. Uh, they're reacting to the actions of Shield, and even when Logan does what he does and attempts or succeeds—I guess, depending on what you believe next issue will bring us—um, killing Gabby, he's not doing it out of any reaction to the prediction or whatever. He's doing it because he went, you know, he's in a berserker and he remembers. You know, kind of his whole storyline is that he's at least according to his solo book and ignoring extraordinary X-Men like any good reader should, um, you know, his whole kind of thing is he's kind of come to terms with the fact that this timeline is not necessarily leading to his future. So he's trying to back off from like making decisions based on what happened in his timeline. Right. But that, but he's admitted that that's been a real struggle for him. Right. Right. And so I guess what we're saying here, what this book is proposing is that he does what he does because at the end of last issue, he had kind of said, like, Hey, I have issues with Gabby, but maybe it won't turn out that way. I'm going to put that aside. I'm going to be your, what does you call him? His just dystopian, um, interdimensional dystopian future grandpa. And he's kind of seems okay with playing that role what I think happens is the backpack blows up on his back. He gets shot full of tranquilizers. He goes berserk and he forgets that he's not worried about what happened in his future. Right. And so he just on instinct reacts out of rage and not out of all the things he's tried to do. Right. So I don't think his reaction though has anything to do with Ulysses' vision. I think it just has to do with the fact that he's kind of out of his mind. Now one can argue that the whole turn of events, from, caused by Shield. Oh no! From his future past, right? So reading old Man Logan, talking about like especially focusing on the relationship with him and Maureen, That he was able to kind of put aside, because there are several instances, right, where he's, they're getting attacked. He he clenches his fist. He's about to pop his claws. He holds back. There's a berserker like on the edge, and he kind of pulls himself back because he had decided not to be Wolverine anymore, right? Right. And so there's this idea then that this version of Old Man Logan, as he, you know, grayed and got older, that he learned to kind of control his berserker. So I'm one I'm kind of curious, like, if one kind of blowing up jetpack that didn't seem to do too much damage to him besides burn his shirt and, you know, some tranquilizer darts would really send him that far over the edge. But I mean, I guess we're assuming that he, that he is. So I guess, Dan, my question that I'd like for you to follow up on is um, how, where do you think that the X-Men's kind of familiarity with precogs is not kind of honored or whatever? Because I agree with you. They should have a massive uh, familiarity familiarity with precogs and psychics and all that. Like That's just run-of-the-mill X-Men stuff. And even Laura and her more limited kind of team X-Men exposure would still have plenty of experience. And so unless you're referring to the scene where Laura kind of like after Cap explains the pat part, and she's kind of like, even then, though, I don't think she reacts like, oh, I'm buying it. I think she just kind of freezes. Like, well, that's odd. You know, but I mean, like I said, I'd like to hear how you read it because we may have read it differently.
0: I also have a question for Dan. Yeah, and for you and for anyone else. When I first read it, the very once I got done with the whole thing, my question to myself is, who's her?
1: Oh, Laura. Oh, I think that's definitely okay. Yeah, I, was, I I think there's there's not it. I mean, there could be maybe some kind of twist or turn I don't see coming, but I without a doubt feel like that has to be Laura because that even goes back to issue number ten. There's illusions that there remember because we talked about it. There's going right. like to be conflict that old man Logan was worried about something between Gabby and Laura. Right, and so now he found out. Right, I think it's revealed, and what happens is that Gabby in his timeline, Gabby kills Laura. Okay, and so that's why he reacts so differently. Right, anyway, Dan does have some more thoughts. Sorry, I didn't mean to to rail on that um, or go to chase too many rabbits. But I am really curious what what the precog. Um, concern is there? But anyway, um, he goes on to say, Gabby's still cute. The ending seemed to just exist to justify the crossover, which I don't know if I'm quite that cynical about it. But I do. I mean, I do agree that there's. They had to have a civil war crossover, and something had to happen, and they had to have a vision, and this seems to be. I mean as, I guess, dramatic of one as they could have come up with. Um, so I guess it just depends on whether you really feel like, again, depends on whether you think he would really go that berserk and also whether he would kill Gabby, you know, straight off or try to kill her. So I, I kind of agree with you there as well. Anyway, he said not bad but not good and he gave it 2.5 claws out of 6. Okay. So I'm going to go a little higher than Dan, and that's fine that, that Dan went lower. And I will say, you know, for the record, Dan and I usually agree. <laughs> and there's going to be... a uh, He didn't officially offer any comments for one of the other issues this episode, but I'm going to take some of his tweets about it and use it, and we will definitely 100% agree there. But this one, I'm going to go... I'm going to be a little more favorable on this issue. Um, again, not crazy about the visuals, but I thought the story for... Admittedly, being kind of a forced tie-in, I thought it wasn't a bad one. So I'm kind of on the fence between three and four of Where are you on all Wolverine number 11?
0: I'm going to give it four out of six. Four out
1: of six? Okay.
0: I, I enjoyed it, but I kind of wish they'd get to the point.
1: Well, they did.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Wolverine got to the point, but, or Old Man Logan got to the point. No, I just... There, there's something going on, and I feel like it's dragging.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll get. I'm gonna go. I'll split the difference. I'm gonna go three out of six squaws. Okay. <laughs> I liked it. I could. I would have really preferred um, maybe one of our previous artists to do this book, but um, or this story. But it's not bad. It's not bad. Cap kind of cool. So that's all new Wolverine number eleven. Any more closing thoughts on it? For no. Nope. I dismiss you. No. Nope. <laughs> all right well we will carry on with a few more issues it's going to be pretty short um but um that's all new wolverine 11 and slightly above average issue not as great as this series has been but like dan said not bad either and thank you dan very much for uh for giving us your thoughts and uh so listen to the inner comics podcast follow dan on twitter um all that good stuff so uh let's move on huh you going to say your thing. What do I say? <laughs> you always echo my moving on.
0: Oh, moving on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so all new Wolverine with a Civil War 2 tie-in. We have another Civil War 2 update with a Civil War 2 X-Men number 3. Written by Colin Bunn. Art by Andrea Bricardo. Colors by Jesus Abitouf. Letters by VCs Josephino, Cover artist by David Yardin. And variant cover by Mike Mayhew, which I don't always talk about the variants, but I unintentionally got one this time, so I don't know what the David Yardin cover looks like. I came home with a Mike Mayhew cover. And that cover is just kind of a classic team X Men um, I don't know, group shot, but in action. It's not bad. Looking at Magneto's face kinda of makes me feel like it kinda of reminds me of like Greg Land Light. Which I don't normally think that about Mayhew. I mean, he's been doing the um, like the Obi-Wan journal flashbacks in the Star Wars series. Never once occurred to me to compare him to Greg Land. But something about this cover makes me like think of that. So, it's really it's an okay cover. Nightcrawler looks kind of terrible. Everybody else looks fine. Kind of neither here nor there. Just kind of what this book is. I honestly don't really remember what happens. And I just read it last night. I know that Rachel joins Team Magneto. The uncanny and extraordinary X-Men team's fight. Storm argues with Medusa, but Medusa agrees to let Storm handle Magneto, but then she sends this electric, inhuman guy to spy on Magneto. A spy for a spy, they say, to my chagrin. Sabretooth smells him. They track him down. Gambit and has captured Phantom X, and the extraordinary X-Men... Come there to retrieve him, interrogate him, whatever, find out what Magneto's up to. But it turns out it was all a setup as an Archangel comes and the uncanny X Men show up and they all fight. We have some more fighting between Sabretooth and Old Man Logan, and it's fine. But it turns out that was just a distraction as Magneto and Rachel have gone to New Adelan to, um, I don't know, capture, kill Ulysses, whatever find out what's going on um the art of this book is fine um it's grown on me a little bit i'm liking a little bit better each issue so there's that colors are good nice colors um this story is completely forgettable um it's not bad it's not terrible it just feels completely inconsequential even as related to the tie-in uh, Magneto's motivation is tenuous at best. I mean, nothing's really happened yet. They're just like, oh, well, he will—he's an inhuman, so he'll eventually have a projection against the mutants. Which, yeah, maybe. I can see what Magneto would feel like is a weapon, right? So I don't know. Maybe the concept's not that bad. It's just executed so—I don't know. Shout <laughs> out. It's kind of like ho-hum. This book's been very ho-hum. And that is about one of the... I don't know. I don't know if that's better or worse than being terrible. But, yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like this book's really going anywhere. Um, I'm going to give Civil War 2, X-Men number 3. Do I like the art enough to give it a 3? Maybe, but that... I don't know. I'd rather not buy it who wasn't doing the podcast. So I'm going to give it two out of six claws. And that is our Civil War 2 update. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Oh, man. All right, next up, we have X marks the spot. And, um, of course, old man Logan is in Extraordinary X-Men number 13. Written by Jeff Lemire. Art by Victor Abanez. Colors by J. David Ramos. Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And the cover is by Umberto Ramos and Edgar Delgado. And the cover is kind of shockingly unpleasing. And I don't mean that because like, it's ugly. Because Ramos, Ramos, I mean, usually his strength is kind of the weird and the ugly and the monstrous. But like, this cover should be like his strong suit. And it just comes off as incredibly, who cares? <laughs> Man, I mean, <laughs> This issue, this episode is going to make me sound like I don't like comics anymore. And it's just the ones I'm doing this episode. Uh, trust me, I still really love comics. And I still love Wolverine. I'm just, the X-Men book, books are not great right now. Anyway, I don't even care what happens in this book. Um, they're going to try to save Sapna. They've captured, they're holding Apocalypse captive. They're trying to figure out how to save Colossus. Nightcrawler acts like a big old dick four jacks like a big old dick they find some like not stained glass and not hieroglyphic but whatever and who cares this book looks terrible it reads terrible Now i mentioned that dan would have some thoughts you know that i would 100% agree with well here's what he had to say about extraordinary x-men number 13 looks like lemire's nightcrawler has sunk to new depths New Extraordinary X-Men is terrible. I completely agree. This book is awful. This book should be canceled. (laughs) I hate to say that. I hate to be that mean. I just, I I am getting kind of annoyed with continuing to buy this book. And all common sense would say, well, just stop. But, you know, I want to keep up with it. And I want to cover it for the podcast, I guess. But, yeah, Nightcrawler is not, Lemire does not get Nightcrawler at all. Just doesn't get him. I don't. I don't know where the disconnect is. I feel like he's riding the uh, Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler that Reminder used in his Uncanny X Force, and they say, "Oh, I know you've been through a lot," and that's kind of the caveat to just let him be uncurt-like, but he's unrecognizable, and the the explanation for his being completely different just doesn't hold up. And this art, I, I'm sorry, I, is better than I could do, way better than I could do. But, um, it's just, it's ugly. I don't like it. Just, I just, I did not enjoy reading this book. Um, I don't know why Nightcrawler's being, I mean, he's, he's threatening to kill everybody. And yes, you know, he's, he's hurt that Colossus has, like, turned to the dark side, and they're fighting these Clan Akiba guys, and they're trying to find out where Colossus is and how to help him. And... You know, we need some good cop, bad cop, but I just don't see Nightcrawler acting this way, trying to cut people up with swords. It doesn't make sense. And, you know, it's funny because uh, they already have that X-Men 92 comic book they're doing, but this, the dialogue by Lemire in this book makes it sound like everyone is talking in the storm voice from the X-Men animated series. I just or or like no, no you know no it's even better this all this whole issue, the dialogue, like in my head it reads like the voice, um, cast ensemble whatever from the original Thundercats, like everybody talks like this. Oh no, Lionel. I've got her. No storm, but her spectral trail is still fresh. All I have to do is follow boogers excuse me sapness pet i don't know just a whole i don't know i'm just in a bad mood because i had to read this and i'm not digging it so i'm gonna quit i'm gonna quit griping i don't like to be negative so yeah extraordinary x-men number 13 gets one out of six claws that is x marks the spot so there seems to be a big change to this book artistically creatively I, I just, I'm really, it's really weird because I'm not like a Lemire hater. And I hope if you listen to this, like realize like I like him. I really enjoyed his run with Sorrentino on Green Arrow. I'm really, I've actually, you know, been giving his old man Logan pretty high marks. I'm even, I'm pretty much enjoying Cinder quite a bit. So it's, I don't think it's Lemire necessarily. I just, just for whatever reason, his take on this team just doesn't, it's not what I want. Maybe it's as simple as that. And maybe I'm just being nitpicky, but, you know, I'm the one that has to offer my opinion. Or, I don't have to. I'm choosing to offer my opinion. And my opinion is that the he's just not handling this team or the team dynamic very well. The characters don't feel like them. They feel like different characters. And that's, that's bothersome to an old school X-Men fan. So I don't know. I, I feel bad for, for bashing this book, but I just don't like it right now. So that's that anyway, that's X marks the spot. Uh, let's, let's close out. Actually, we have something really good to talk about. So let's end with that. All right. So we have an issue to talk about in our, uh, where's Logan segment or where's Wolverine, I guess would be better. But, um, so I actually missed this. I should have done a last episode and I was just, I mentioned I was really far behind in my reading, and um, I was able to catch up somewhat. I actually, uh, got almost all the way caught up. I've um, had a few days where I was just able to just read. Felt nice. I've also decided several nights the last couple of weeks to read instead of sleep. Which I don't know if that's a good choice or not. But anyway, it's what I've done. Um, but there was a flashback appearance of Wolverine, or uh, Logan's Wolverine, in Vision Number 9 that I missed. So I want to go back and talk about it real fast because I love this book. Um, written by Tom King. Art by Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. Colors by one of the best right now, Jordi Belair. Letters and production by VCs Clayton Cows. The cover and recap page, art. Oh, yeah, the little emblem there it is by Mike Del Mundo. It's a pretty cool cover. It's a trash can full of like vision parts and taped on the side of the trash can. I just had a handwritten piece of paper taped on says here lies a vision. May God have mercy on his soul. It's, it's a pretty cool cover. Uh, most of these covers have been pretty good. Um, Anyway, so this particular issue uh, shows, um, what's his name? Victor. Victor. um, Mancha, who's a son of Ultron like Vision. Uh, I only remember him from uh, Avengers AI, which I didn't read, but I remember him being in there. I guess this says he was also in The Runaways, which is one of those books I missed and intend to go back and read someday, but have not got to yet. Anyway, I guess at some point during that series, they fought Wolverine, so I guess I'll have to go back and cover it at some point. The Avengers AI, I mean. There's a flashback of of Victor's history, and one of the scenes includes him getting punched by Wolverine. In a great panel, it's all washed in green with just splashes of bright yellow. And the words are bright yellow this whole flashback. It looks great. Basically, we find out that Victor, um, among other things, is the vibranium addict. And we find out he was approached by the Avengers after they received the prediction that Vision would go um, postal and harm a lot of people. And they they know that he and Vision had a history, so they sent him to infiltrate the Vision family and to find out what was going on. But he found some vibranium at the house and goes nuts while he's trying to he gets caught by the sun. He tries to kinda of get out of it, but ends up Using control of his magnetic powers, I guess, and somehow he kills Ven. Uh, the Vision dog attacks him, which is great. I love the Vision dog. Anyway, it's a very compelling story, and of course, you know, the impetus of what's going to set Vision off and um, kind of destroy his family that he's been building. And if you're not reading this series, you should be. It is you know, can c- not consecutive, really. um, and something is consistent consistently one of the best comics out right now and definitely consistently in my top 10 in the last several months um man it's just it's so good it's so weird and and dark and king and walter have just been hitting a and bel-air all of them just been hitting a home run issue after issue and this was no exception so i mean there's only one flashback panel wolverine so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. But I didn't. Hey, I just wanted to talk about something that I really liked. <laughs> and this is definitely it. Um, the art's perfect. The colors are perfect. The story is perfect. It's another one of those like, you know, the Avengers messed up. Of course, they didn't know about Victor's quote-unquote problem, which is his vibranium problem. So maybe if they had known, they wouldn't have, have used him. But it's one of those things that by trying to prevent This prediction, they initiated the prediction, which is always a fun kind of time stream conundrum, but um it works well. It is I just I love this book. So I'm gonna give vision number nine six out of six claws, I cannot sing this series praises enough. And so we're gonna end on that very high note. Not much to do with Wolverine, but if you like comics and you want something a little bit different and you're not reading Vision, just Pick it up from the beginning. Go back. Get number one, you know, digitally or however you want to read it and and, and read this series because it's it's fantastic. Yay, positivity. I love comics. See, I told you I still love comics. It's just some of the ones we we talked about tonight are not my favorites. (laughs) Anyway, that is uh, Where's Wolverine. Okay, so that's going to do it for episode 192. That's a wrap. Um... I don't know what will be next. I'm still trying to work out some stuff. So, but, you know, you'll see when it gets here or here, when it gets here, I guess. No, that's too much here in one sentence. Um, Sorry about that, folks. Anyway, please like the Facebook page. Email is snickcast at yahoo.com. Twitter is at snickcast. And, yeah, I guess that's it. So, until next time, everybody. Hugs and snicks. Bye-bye. And, snap.